Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with George Kaloudis for your Daily News Roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, ETF action, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, Ether, and many other top-traded tokens are quite a bit higher on the day and on the week, while global equities continue to sink. The world's largest cryptocurrency by market value rallied above $29,000 for the first time in over a month. This comes following a surge in bullish sentiment as traditional finance players push further into crypto. Last week, investment giant BlackRock filed for a U.S. Bitcoin Exchange Traded Fund, or ETF, and yesterday, Deutsche Bank said it had applied for a digital asset custody license in Germany. Adding to all of that, crypto exchange EDX Markets, which is backed by a list of Wall Street names, started its trading service. Not exactly what you would have expected given recent regulatory action over the last few weeks, but there it is all the same. We'll talk about this more in the headlines. Bitcoin appears to have outperformed the majority of other digital assets following the news, gaining more than 8% at one point over a 24-hour measure and pushing to a level not seen since the start of May earlier this year. In total, Bitcoin has rallied nearly 10% this week, pushing through the recent downward trend line and the 50-day simple moving average of the price. Some traders see further gains ahead, with some anticipating the cryptocurrency will pop above $30,000. Quote, In terms of technical analysis, this is an important bullish signal, as the price closed above its 50-day moving average and above previous local highs in a sharp move on Tuesday. The move confirms the breakdown of the downtrend that has been in place for the past two months, FX Pro's senior market analyst said in an email. They continued, The next target for the bulls is the area between the April and May highs of $29,400 and $30,400, end quote. But the gains weren't just in the world of BTC. Overall, crypto market capitalization rose significantly over the past 24 hours, adding nearly $50 billion in value. That surge caused some $125 million worth of bets on lower prices into liquidation across crypto-tracked futures, according to CoinGlass. Traders shorting Bitcoin lost some $54 million, with smaller numbers attributed to those trading against Ether, SWE, and XRP, data shows. Shorts, of course, are bets against the rise in the price of any asset. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Lila Ledesma, Amkar Goodblay, Shuri Amawa, James Rubin, and Will Canny. Bitcoin is currently trading at $28,936. That's up more than 7.5% over the last 24 hours, while Ether is trading at $1,818 per token. That's up more than 5% in the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. 
And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,220. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,141 and represents just under a 7% gain across top traded tokens on the day. In traditional markets, U.S. indexes are flat to down, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average shedding seven-tenths of a point, the S&P 500 down by half a percent, and the Nasdaq Composite down just slightly from flat. In Europe, the losses were more uniform, with all three indexes we track, that's the Stock 600, London's FTSE 100, and Germany's DAX, each down by about three-quarters of a point. In Asia, the losses were greater, but there was at least one positive number. China's Hang Seng Index and the Shanghai Composite were down 2% and one and a third, respectively. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 gained half a point. In commodities markets, Brent crude, that's of course the international benchmark for oil, traded flat, gaining just a couple of pennies and sitting slightly under $76 per barrel. Gold fell by three quarters of a percent, currently changing hands at $1,938 per troy ounce. And First Republic, which is of course the proxy for the ongoing quiet banking crisis of 2023, is currently trading at 25 cents per share, up about 5% since our show yesterday. Today's traditional markets coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll dig into some top headlines. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Crypto exchange Gemini wants to grow and is looking to Asia as the place to do it, a region it sees as driving the next wave of growth for crypto, so-called. The expansion makes a lot of sense, and there are two important threads to follow here. First, Gemini is an incumbent crypto institution, having launched all the way back in 2014, and like all companies, it wants to grow as much as it possibly can. Naturally, the Asia-Pacific region is a fantastic target to grow with its large and digitally native population, not even to speak about the regulatory realities there. Plans to expand into the region have likely been years in the making, especially when you consider the firm already supports the Singapore, Hong Kong, and Australian dollars on its platform. But even so, it's hard to ignore the timing of this announcement in light of increasing regulatory pressure against ostensibly licensed crypto exchanges here in the U.S. Earlier this year, the company said it would open a new crypto derivatives platform offshore, and publicly traded Coinbase, of course, another crypto exchange, announced that it would open a derivatives exchange in Bermuda as part of its expansion outside the U.S. And so, it's interesting to note a potential changing of the guards here in the United States, with more mature licensed exchanges finding themselves in the crosshairs of seemingly overreaching regulators and heading for the exits, while a cadre of Wall Street giants decide now is exactly the moment to get into crypto. And at least from what we can see, that certainly appears to be happening. After the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, of course, applied for a spot Bitcoin ETF last week, Invesco, another comically large asset manager, reapplied for a spot Bitcoin ETF as well. Meanwhile, a Fidelity, Schwab, and Citadel-backed crypto exchange launched in the United States, and Deutsche Bank applied for a crypto asset license in Germany. We are still in a crypto bear market. But the institutions who were hanging around before the last bull run in 2020 are still clearly paying attention. And given their recent behavior, so are their clients. Just stepping back for a moment, these big Wall Street institutions really want to do one thing. They want to make money. And to make money, they need to give their clients something that they're willing to pay for. With all the uncertainty in traditional markets, the current macro environment notwithstanding, and the immense promise and potential of crypto land, these firms are preparing themselves now to fill that need, while the demand for Bitcoin and crypto is comparably low. So how then should we look at the regulatory assault on a crypto company like Coinbase that went through SEC diligence in just 2021 before they were allowed to take the company public, while traditional institutions are moving in? There are two basic explanations for what we see happening here, which I'll present without further comment. First, big companies move slowly, and it's likely these efforts were started during the last bull run, if not before. That could mean that the release timing is purely coincidental. 
But on the other hand, the U.S. and many Western nations are increasingly clamping down on what can be done with these technologies, and more importantly, who is allowed to do it. One thing these financial giants all have in common is proximity to power. They know all of the people who are making these rules. In fact, in some cases, they've actually employed them. So it's an interesting dynamic to note. You can decide what you think is happening here, and we'll continue to report on this evolving story. George here. In the EU, there's a bill in deliberation called the Data Act, which people fear would make smart contracts illegal. Yesterday, the European Commission came out and said that, quote, there is no reason to fear existing smart contracts would become illegal upon the entry into force of the Data Act, end quote. Though acknowledging the law goes wider than just covering the Internet of Things, with a spokesperson telling Coindesk that, quote, the new provision is intended to cover software, which is used to automatize the execution of contracts in the context of data sharing, end quote, and added that requirements in the controversial parts of the law are high level. Crypto lobbyists remain unconvinced. General counsel at the Near Foundation told Coindesk that, quote, the drafting as it stands is extremely wide, and it will therefore almost inevitably create uncertainty about what the intended scope is. The fear is that while the EU's plans could be workable for some private blockchains where there's a central gatekeeper, public permissionless networks, the true innovation of blockchain technology, could be caught up with no way to comply. Coindesk Jack Schickler has a developing story. And lastly, a quick update on yesterday's story about the EU potentially abandoning its CBDC and digital euro efforts. Apparently, the plan to legislate for the digital euro appears to be back on track for publication, even as there's still significant political skepticism about its purpose. Right now, the digital euro bill is focused on what the central bank digital currency should not do, and politicians are complaining that the bill should include details about what it should do, which may be responsible for some of the late-stage shakeups in producing the formal legislative proposal. Honestly, we're pretty thrilled to see what they come up with because it'll tell us a lot about what the future could look like. It's a developing story, and it's one we'll be following. Coindesk's Jack Schickler reported on this one. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. Today's episode was edited by Ryan. And for those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. 